0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Madrid podcast on what is uh, a rather sombre morning in Madrid. Remember, it's just 24 hours ago. The day began with the headline, Zidane, the king of champions, returns. It ended with his reputation somewhat tarnished. No fairy tale return then for Zidane in Champions League, as Real Madrid were comprehensively beaten by Paris Saint-Germain. And the man who did the most significant damage on the night... Was another former player, Angel Di Maria. That gets the return from Icardi. There's Di Maria! That's a superb finish. Automatic instinct to poke the ball home, to beat Thibaut Courtois, and to give PSG the advantage. Yes, throw for PSG. I think the home side would be satisfied the way things have gone since they're scoring. here's Jay, finding Di Maria, he's done it again even better than his first strike here is Mounier running and slotting it through and Bernat returns the ball for Mounier to finish the job You go, I go, you go, we make it 3-0. Brilliant job done between them. Well, Real Madrid did have two goals disallowed, both legitimately. What was perhaps the most disappointing aspect of the entire game was every one of the ten attempts on goal were all off target. And it is the first time in ten years or 578 games that they did not manage a shot on the opposition target. Hugely disappointing statistic as well was that at 2-0 down in the last 15 minutes, Real Madrid actually had just 28.1% of the possession. Seven players had attempts on goal, all told Bale with three had the most. And Hazard still looking well short of full fitness managed one. He did make five runs past opponents and one. A healthy nine of his 12 one-on-ones now what about the reaction in the media well as you can imagine it has been somewhat frenzied the reviews of individual performances highlighted Courtois and Varane more than any others as for Courtois he wasn't solely to blame they said for the defeat but he leaves many people unconvinced Uh, Hot on his heels, Militao, another night to forget, littered with significant errors. It's not a surprise to some who believe that Real Madrid were too quick to buy a player who'd had just one season in Portugal. It also highlighted the obvious importance of Sergio Ramos to this team and what happens when he isn't there. The last five defeats in this competition have all come in his absence. Now, Eden Hazard is clearly not match-fit yet, but it didn't stop some of the critics Say, night to prove he was a Galactico, said some, but he went entirely unnoticed. Uh, those who largely escaped the criticism included uh, Gareth Bale, Mondi, who will come good, they said, in time he's still very young, and James Rodriguez. Others who weighed in with criticism, Miatovic said, Madrid simply did not exist here tonight. It is a very worrying time indeed. It has to improve in every way. Former player Guti added on his social media account, going to Paris to play a team without three of its biggest names and you don't compete, question mark, it is very bad. What about Zidane's view then? He said, what bothered me most was the lack of intensity in our game. We knew that they would press, but we offered nothing. On Courtois, he said, we don't focus on one player. We are all in the same boat. We must forget this result and concentrate on the next game. PSG have been superior and deserved their victory. The player views had uh, an all too familiar ring to it. We've heard it many times before. Casemiro said, we haven't played well. They controlled the game pretty much. They were a strong team. There is no excuse. We must work hard. There is plenty of time to reverse this. James Rodriguez also, after the game, said it was a bad game. It's better it happens now than later on in the competition, but it's not a day to make excuses, but to learn. We have a good team and we believe in ourselves and we believe in the coach. Valdana's view was rather simpler than that. Madrid, he said, failed in the transfer market this summer. Now, time to move on because Real Madrid go to Sevilla for the late Sunday kickoff, where Lobotegi has enjoyed a fine start to this season with three victories. And one draw keeping three clean sheets in the process it is going to be a very very difficult game this for Real Madrid now the club spent big this summer 142.8 million in total in a bid to try and break into the top three make a serious challenge. They've finished inside the top five on only one occasion in the last nine seasons. It was in Sampaoli's lone season in charge back in 2016-2017. Now, this will be the 163rd meeting between these two. They've only met one club more than Real Madrid, and that was Barcelona, in which time they have won just 48. They've lost 86 of the games, the win percentage very low, only 29.6%. It's amongst the lowest they've got of any of the uh, top tier teams that they have met now that win percentage might be low but madrid fans will not need reminding they haven't won here in the last five meetings 2014-15 the last time they won on a day where Cristiano Ronaldo scored one of the many hat tricks of his time in Madrid. Now there could actually be six starters on Sunday who actually played in that game in the lineup. Marcelo, Varán, Carvajal, Ramos Cruz and James Rodriguez. At this time last year they met in September and it was an unmitigated disaster. Really severe off to a flyer. Two goals for Silva and Yeda had them 3-0 up on 39 minutes, and that was pretty much game over now uh, then do they compare statistically with severe the average number of shots per game uh, 20.3 for real madrid against 15.2 for severe uh, percentage possession very similar 56.6% for real madrid 56.4% for severe the pass success rate 84.4 for severe 89.2 for real madrid but they're winning on average 19.8 balls aerially Uh severe that is significantly in advance of the 13.3 of real madrid they've already picked up 12 yellow cards this season 15 different players have had an attempt on goal. Only two, though, as Reguilon and Banega have provided assists for the goals that they've scored. And as we said, very strong in the air. And the two players who stand out more than any of the others, Luke de Jong and Sergio Escudero. So then, what can we expect this weekend? Well, in a word, goals. This game rarely, if ever, delivers a nil-nil since the very first meeting back in 1935. There's been just three of them, 1976-77, October 1981, and back in 1993, in December that year, uh, that was the last time there was a nil-nil. That was Luis Aragonés was the Sevilla coach that day, and they had Diego Simeone and Davos in the side, and uh, Benito Flores was the Madrid coach, Enrico Prozinecki, Zamorano. They couldn't break the deadlock, but... Madrid do score big when they get victories here. Uh, Back in May of 2011 and December 2012, they won 6-2 on both occasions. Uh, Ramos, Marcelo and Benzema still survive from December 2011. Uh, That was another day, of course, where Ronaldo scored one of his many hat-tricks. And finally today, let's take a look at some of the other stories making media headlines around Europe. Madrid are one of a number of clubs keeping tabs on Erling Haaland after his sensational start to his career with Salzburg. And in the last 12 games he's played, and that does include internationals, he scored no fewer And twenty-six goals—quite incredible. Uh, Whether or not, of course, Madrid have any need for another as yet unproven forward, well, that is very debatable. Now, remember Isco. Well, it seems that his exit is on the way this January. Manchester City looking for a replacement for David Silva, who'll leave at the end of the season. Are beginning to see him as a potential successor. The fee is around 60 million. And of course, as Zidane struggles, the specter of Jose Mourinho grows as speculators do just that on how many more performances, like the one in Paris, Perez will endure before he acts. And it's also rumored that Perez will again look at Ericsson and Angola Conte for potential acquisition this January. Also under investigation, is the possibility of signing Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang from Arsenal. The 30-year-old forward has got one more season after this on his current deal and uh, Danny Ceballos could be included in any deal. Well, that's it for now. Don't forget, you can catch up with all of the previous episodes via the website at www.realmadridpodcast.com or you can follow us on all the major platforms. Those include iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, etc. I will be back on Monday, hopefully with some more good news to bring. In the meantime, I hope you can enjoy that game against Sevilla on Sunday. It should be a cracking game. Until Monday then, from me, Tim Cable, bye-bye.